family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good day everyone. Uh, I hope your week has been great. I'm just coming back from a wedding ceremony. You know, as bad as we think weddings or marriages, people are still getting married. So that means there is hope for us. And it was a fantastic time. I hope your week has been great. And I pray that God will help us as we go again on family dynamics. Um, I'm going to read Mark 11, 24 to 26. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Shall we pray together? Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. Another episode on family dynamics. Even as we look through your word, we receive understanding from above and grant us a heart of flesh that we might make our ways right with you, and we might enjoy that which, that which you have freely given to us. Take it over from us and minister to every one of us by your Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we're looking at forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness. <laughs> this is so big when it comes to marriage relationships. And um, it is important that we deal with this because unforgiveness will stop us from moving forward. Unforgiveness will stop us from experiencing the largeness of marriage relationship. You know, it will stop us from reaching the goal, enjoying, you know, what God has made available through marriage, marital relationship. So, it's necessary we, we lay down, we drop anything that we indulge from enjoying what marriage relationship is all about. And that means we put behind us our past, our offenses, because we are human beings. We will definitely offend one another. These are two different people from two varied backgrounds coming together in marriage. And we have been brought up under different environments. So our, our view of life, our attitude to life will be different. But as we allow God to work in us, we see him perfecting our weaknesses and making us better people. So as it is, marriage in itself is a good thing. 
But marriage, we highlight our flaws like no other thing, like no other institution in life. Marriage, we highlight each other's spouse's flaws because we are now living together. No more pretense. We can be ourselves. And so it's so easy to see our weaknesses. It's so easy to see the strength, you know. So your spouse is not perfect. And you also are not perfect. No one is perfect. So we need to let go of every compromising flaw that is rooted in selfishness, pride, and offense. We need to let go. A lot of time we're selfish. We want certain behavior towards us. We don't think of how we're behaving towards the other person. So that is what we see. And that's what makes it difficult for us to let go of offenses. There are consequences when we refuse to let go of offenses. And Jesus in, his, in the scripture meant it when he said, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. It's the word of God. It's not like a man's word. When he says it, he meant it. And so we need to know that. We may live in, in, in the culture where whatever we say, sometimes it's not what we want to say. We just talk. And you may see a man, no matter how big the man is, they may promise something and not fulfill it because we are man. But the Bible says it's not a man to lie. When he says, he brings to pass. So whatever it is that God has said in his word, it has to be taken very seriously. So when Jesus said, if we don't forgive, we don't receive, we should be sure he meant what he said. And so it is important that we forgive. It's in the, um, the, 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 the prayer that we pray all the time. Our Father who art in heaven, we say it regularly, maybe every Sunday, maybe even in our homes, we recite it all the time. And it's there that if we don't forgive people that have offended us, we will not be forgiven. So for you to receive forgiveness from God and explain and experience forgiveness of God, it is important that we know that by our strength, we can't do it. We must, we must take this before God. Unforgiveness in prisons is captive. Unforgiveness is a sin before God. And it cuts, off, cuts us off from the presence of the Lord. It removes God from the environment. If it is happening in the house, that means God is no longer there. Because we are seeing doers, God cannot do us. And when we allow unforgiveness, we allow the devil to have his way. Because unforgiveness opens us to the devil. You know, that scripture, where the story of the unforgiving servant, the Bible said that he was released to the tormentor. Tormentor here means the devil. The devil will torment us if we receive to forgive. So for us to understand the enormity of what Jesus was talking about, we must look at that story. When you look at that story, he talks about talent. And I was reading, I can't remember where I got this from, but I discovered that when he said the, the, in 2 Kings 5.23, a talent was equivalent to approximately 75,000 pounds or 375 tons. 
So one 10,000 talents will be approximately 75, 750,000 pounds. That's a lot of money. This was what the servant was owing the king. And the king let him off. And when you look at that amount in the, in the value for today, that is about $14.5 billion. That's a lot of money. The servant was winning that much. And when God, the, the king, forgave him, he refused to forgive that other servant that was owing him small money. And the Bible said he was released to the tormentors. And that's what gave me a lot of fear. Because when, to, when you allow the devil to torment a man, and God is closing his eyes to that man, that is terrible. So it's important that we're able to properly navigate conflicts in marital relationship. We will we, we fight each other. I mean, we will offend one another. There are no perfect spouses. Marriage will make bare our flaw. It makes it so bare. It makes it so glaring. Everybody, both of us can see that. This is this person's weakness. This is that person's weakness. And it is not possible to change our partner. We need to know that. The only person you can change is yourself. So the point now is that we determine to be the better person. Make up your mind that I'll be the good person. And this is only possible as we submit to God, you know, as we allow him to live his life in us. Um, when we live together, God expects us to live together in a way that honors God, not, not to be keeping malice, not to be dwelling in all forgiveness. It, it, it's so, so important that we make up our mind to forgive. I, I know of a lady that said, I made up my mind when I got married, I forgive my husband well in advance. So whatever he will do in two years' time, I'm for forgiving him. We must get to that point where we find it easy to forgive our spouse because we cannot but offend one another. Before we continue, I want to talk about it's never okay to eat yourself. It's never okay to get physical with your wife. The Bible says you are to honor her as a weaker vessel. We are not talking about abuse now, but because sometimes... The, our behavior will lead to this. Your wife's emotional or physical attacks do not warrant, warranty you also going physical with her. And that's why the issue of self-control is so key. We have the Spirit of God and the Bible expects us to learn self-control, to be able to put our flesh under and that's where we, if, if it gets to the point that your, your, your wife is provoking you to anger, it's better to walk away until you calm down and you can come back to the house and talk about it. Do not retaliate. Because when you retaliate, you forfeit her trust in you. Because the woman sees a man as somebody to protect her. And when you eat her, because oh, maybe she did something in anger, she did something to you and you eat her, it will, she will no longer feel safe in your hands. And so it's better for you if you have been abusive to your wife, or even in this time and age, I learned some women have been abusive towards their husband. It's important that we repent before God. Ask God and your wife for forgiveness. 
And when you ask for forgiveness, God is ready to forgive you. And you as a partner, a wife or a husband, you must also be ready to forgive your husband. And to us as women, the natural tendency for a man is to protect his wife. That's how they are built. And that's why God gave them that strength that makes them stronger than us. And so, God, um, don't, don't, do not for whatever reason lay hands on your husband. Do not allow your anger, you're angry and you start doing silly things to a man and even to a woman. Don't slap or attack him. When you slap a man, when you beat a man, it's very, very de devastating to him. And the way men are, whether right or wrong, they are wired to attack, to respond physically. That's the way they are wired because they want to fight. They want to defend. So when you do that, I'm not saying it is right for a man to, 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 to beat the wife or slap the wife. When your wife is misbehaving and you feel that, ah, this is not good. I want to do something. You know, the tendency is for you to do it, to slap her in return. But allow the Spirit of God to have control. You have to bring out the best in your spouse. Don't provoke or evoke the worst in one another. That's, that's, that's not what God intends marriage to be. So if you have been brought up in a family where the culture is violence, whether verbal, whether emotional, whether physical, please, I want you to know that this is never a healthy way to resolve con conflicts. There's a better way to resolve conflicts. It's not by beating. It's not by, by being emotional. Uh, by, by, it's not by emotionally abusing the person, saying all manners of things to the person. Emotional abuse is very dangerous. Physical abuse, there's no abuse that is, that is good. It is dangerous to pull down your husband or your wife. And just like um, this man says, Louis Smith, is, he said to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was actually you. When you don't forgive, you are also, in, you are also imprisoning yourself. You are not going to be what God wants you to be. You will be, uh, you'll be allowing the devil to take rule over your life. And unforgiving servant, like we saw in that scripture, he couldn't pay his own debt. He was required, he, he, he was required to do the impossible. But he begged the king and the king said, okay, for, forget it. This was what Jesus did for us. We were owing so much. We could not pay. The Bible says, there will be no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. In the olden days, when I was, when each time I read through the book of Leviticus, I see a lot of sacrifice. I see them, you commit this sin, you go and kill a turtle dove. You commit that sin, maybe it's a cow or a sheep or whatever. And I, I, each time I read, I imagine how the altar or the church altar will be covered in blood all the time. But all this blood that was shed was not able to give us forgiveness until Jesus came. And once and for all, he took over. He, he, he laid his life down for our sins so that we can be what God desired to be. So if God can give his only begotten son to die in our place, to take the place 
that we are supposed to be, then there is nothing anyone can do to us that, um, that, that we cannot forgive. So when you refuse to forgive, it robs you of your freedom and hinders our past. It robs you of your future and hinders you from being what God wants you to be. The act of forgiveness is, is the act of liberation for both the offender and the offended. So for us to be set free and in God's kingdom, if we are children of God, forgiveness is not optional. It is a command by God. It is the only way of life that we know. I'm not saying it's easy to forgive. It's difficult to forgive, especially when the, offend or the offense against you is so terrible. But the grace of God is there for us to make it easy for us. We are commanded to forgive. The more we forgive, the more we become like our Father in heaven. And so Colossians 3, 13 says, Make allowance for each other's fault and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. This is just even the brethren. This is just people that are in your place of work that have offended you. Talk less of your husband. Talk less of the person that you live with. Talk less of that person that you are giving your whole life to. So it's important that we forgive. It may be a hard pill to swallow. It's difficult. I'm telling you that it's difficult to forgive. But the way God is putting it, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. No conditions or exception is given. It's not, you're not forgiving your husband because he's a good man. You're not forgiving your husband because he, he, he still he has stopped sinning against you or he has stopped offending you. You're forgiving him because Jesus commanded you to forgive. You're not forgiving your wife because your wife is good or your wife has even come to say, oh, my dear, I'm sorry for what I said. Even when they refuse to know that they have, or they refuse to accept that they have offended you or what they have done is bad, the Bible encourages us to forgive. God gave Jesus as a sacrifice for our sin. So it's important. When we make mistakes, it, create, it creates for us, it creates opportunity for us to extend God's grace to others. So when you are willing to forgive, it is the greatest evidence that the world can see that indeed you are a child of God. What this person has done is terrible. But as a child of God, you had the grace to forgive. So, offenses the way it is, when we refuse to let go of offenses, it closes our spirit. We close our spirit because you don't want to get offended again. So, you build a wall around your heart. Say, no, this, I don't want to be offended again. And what, is it, what do we think is, is happening? The wall you are building around yourself, you feel is to protect you. But what it's doing, what it's actually doing is to obstruct our ability to receive and give Christ's love to others. So our life will be devoid of purpose and power if we live in unforgiveness, if we live without his love. When there is unforgiveness in marital relationship, our marriages become an environment where no good thing can flourish or survive. And that's why it's important that we let go of offenses, make up our minds to forgive. It's also, it poisons our soul. 
and I, I was reading through some uh, articles and it was saying that most of the major problems that we have in life, is it high blood pressure, is it stroke, is it diabetes, most of them, even cancer, some cancers are as a result of poisoned mind, unforgiveness in our spirit. And he hinders God answering our prayers. And that's why we need to forgive. And how do we forgive one another? Make up your mind that this man is part of me. You know, the Bible says two will become one. So when two become one, that is your body offending you, me offending me. So I need to forgive me because it's me offending me. And, you know, in, in what happens in cancer is one part of the, the cell of the body fighting against the other body, the part of the body. So maybe it's cancer of maybe breast now. And that breast saying, I'm fighting against this body. It's a matter of time. Both of them will be destroyed. The whole body will be destroyed. And that's why we cannot fight against one another. Let's not allow that to happen. We you see the other person as your as part of you. Forgive them. Let go. And one thing that has helped me in life is if somebody has offended me, I begin to pray for that person. The more I pray for that person, the, the more I love the person, the more I'm able to forgive the person, the more I'm able to, to, to let go. And you, you know you are forgiving somebody when thinking of what they have done will not bring sorrow to your heart again. It's possible to do this, and God is able to help us because we carry the Spirit of God. So when we carry the Spirit of God, it's possible for us to be able to forgive because that Spirit of God in us is what activates the ability in us to forgive others. So I will encourage us, Know that it's, it's so easy to, for, to offend one another, but forgive in advance. Your spouse will offend you, you will offend your spouse. And there's no good person. We have offended people in the past. So if we can receive forgiveness, we should be able to give forgiveness. And the Lord will help us. And the last thing that I want to say is that when we don't forgive, we dwell in sin. <laughs> and we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because it's part of what the Bible says. Remember, that it's not like us. He meant what he says. No excuse for unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is not a lesser sin than homosexuality or adultery or theft or drunkenness or murder. The Bible says, but those who practice it, unforgiveness inclusive, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that is God, and, and the Word of God is final. The Lord bless you and strengthen you. As you go through the week, I'm sure the Spirit of God will work with us to make it easy for us to offer forgiveness to our spouses and allow God's Spirit to take hold of our life. God bless you. Keep enjoying your marriage, and the Lord strengthen you and give you joy forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.